The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. And welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I appreciate your being here. This is show number 47, How Animal Wisdom Heals Emotional Wounds with Barbara Teckle, about healing from the inside out by paying attention to the animals who come into our lives and cross our paths. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do Zoom Reiki and intuitive counseling for people or animals all over the world because energy transcends space and time. Or I can do Skype Reiki or phone Reiki, whatever you want. Reiki helps you de-stress and relax your nervous system to strengthen your immunity. So important these days. So please go to my website, charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. I have been through so many various supplements in my lifetime, both for me and my animals, that when I find something that works, I love to share it with everyone. That's why I wanted to be a team member and share pure products. Purium makes pure premium organic plant-based superfood supplements. And the one that got my attention first? (sighs) Yeah, not for me, for my animals, of course. Epigenius for dogs. It's a combination probiotic and joint remedy using the ingredients I had already been researching on my own that work. And the proof is in my German Shepherd. With a chronic condition like elbow dysplasia and now serious hip problems, she'll never be cured, but she is in less pain and moves much more easily. And that means the world to me. Go to ishoppurium.com and put in my code to get a 25% discount. It's mindbodypause. So the website, ishoppurium.com, discount code, mindbodypause. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. My guest is an author, intuitive guide, oracle reader, soul collage facilitator, and enthusiast of animal wisdom, metaphysics, and spirituality. She guides women on inward expeditions of self to tap into their intuitive nature and empowers them to live in alignment with their soul. She's written three memoirs and two children's books, and we're about to talk about her latest book, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am, Healing Emotional Pain Through the Wisdom of Animals and Oracles. Welcome from your writing cottage in Wisconsin, Barbara Teckel. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Charlie. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Any animal lover is a close friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Barbara, animals cross our paths in our lives to teach us 
so many lessons. And you wrote about that a lot with your special needs dogs in your first two books, but your latest book covers other animals that crossed your path in various ways, along with your latest special needs Buddha dog, Gidget. And I'll tell you what, in this last one, you cracked wide open so that your true self could emerge and you could help others with similar emotional pain. Absolutely. I'm just like shaking my head up and down as you were saying that. <laughs> oh my gosh, did this dog and some other animals, that is indeed, it cracked me wide open. This was a book that I honestly never thought I was going to write. Um, you know, it began with a vision that, uh, that plagued me for over 25 years. Um, it started when I was 29 years old. And it took me until I was 55 to acknowledge that vision and um, to work through the pain of realizing that I had been touched inappropriately as a child. And it really was um, the animals that, um, it's really not a surprise to me, I guess. <laughs> they, <laughs> no. they had been working on me for a long, long time. And, um, you know, each dog comes into your life for a reason and Gidget. I do call her my Buddha dog, and she was a master teacher and healer, and she still is. She's no longer with me, but her teachings live on big time in my heart and just continue to evolve and grow. It's just the most amazing relationship I share with her. Absolutely, and her energy is still around you, but, you know, once they've crossed over, it that's kind of small consolation when you want them physically around you, And but I will say something, and there's something also that you address in the book that i think is wonderful um, because it's it's very compassionate to those who actually have had it and and get so fed up and frustrated and 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 are burnt out caring Mm -hmm. for disabled animals Mm -hmm. so I think it's nice that you address that so people don't feel like they're wrong and they're doing something wrong within but that it's normal and and healthy to get burnt out, it happens. Absolutely. You know, I, I I did learn through all of that, that that was an invitation really to look at the bigger perspective. Yes, that's where I was going with that. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're right. There is, you know, when you're care, this was my third special needs dachshund that I took care of. And, um, you know, nobody really addresses. I mean, I think it's starting to get out there now, but nobody looks at what's called either pet caregiver burden or compassion fatigues. And um, you hear compassion fatigue a lot in the rescue organizations, Um, but there it's something within us that we care so very deeply. And what I would discover is it really was a part of that inner child part of me that wanted to do the very best I could for this, you know, these little dogs, because in part I was trying to help myself. I was trying to help myself as well. So that's the bigger perspective. And if you can get to that place, it's so freeing and it's so emotionally healing. It's, it's, it's quite amazing and remarkable. True. I mean, when there's something within you that, that is so frustrating or in your environment that is, is so frustrating and so aggravating, it is actually, yes, you're, you're, it's an invitation to look at in with what's going on within that's that's tearing you apart and the right. way our animals mirror us like your poor little Gidget 
she, um, so she, uh, explain Gidget. Tell us about Gidget. <laughs> and then we can talk about, then we can talk yeah. about her, her, why she was wallowing in, you know, in her own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no doubt Gidget um, had abandonment issues. Um, just as I had certain abandonment issues around certain things. And so we were busy mirroring each other. When Gidget first came to live with me, um, she she is a dachshund who has disc disease. And um, so she I had to exp- express her bladder and her bowels. And towards like the last year of her life, she was it, it was she had so many bladder infections. It was really um, it was starting to wear on me. It was really difficult to deal with. Um, but after the first year that she came to live with me, she began to have seizures. And as far as I knew, she hadn't had them before. And, you know, the rescue organization she had been with or the previous person. And what I'd ultimately discover, you know, through working with an animal communicator who had said she really felt that Gidget was trying to shake something loose from within my psyche. And that was all very new to me. Um, but the more I worked with it and the more I started to acknowledge that vision, I believe absolutely in my heart that that is exactly what Gidget was doing. And she was trying to shake that out of me so I could help my, help myself heal. And Gidget was very, uh, it's so hard to, I know everybody says this about their animals, but you know, she just, was such an amazing reflection for me, though at times she just would annoy me because <laughs> she was so persistent and I just wasn't getting the message, you know? Um, I, I think I say in the book how, how often I have to be hit over the head with a two by four. And I swear, this dog held me with it that I never want to be hit over the head with a two by four again, you know? I, I call it the universal two by four and it comes yes. and whacks me all the time time because I ask for clarity. Well, hello, they're putting it right in front of me and yet I still don't see it. So I have the same thing happen to me. And I recognized that with you because it's so funny. (laughs) You could be so much wiser with someone else. And I knew, you know, your book was about that. So when I'm reading how the poor little thing has made all the messes that she can make overnight. And so, and then you, you don't want her wallowing in her own gunk. I said to myself, Ooh, what gunk are you wallowing in? Yes, I say that in the book. I, I'm a little more um, graphic about it, I think. But um, yes. yeah, okay. I, I did. There was a point where, and I didn't realize it at first. And all of a sudden, because I said, I was really, had made the appointment to have her euthanized. And I realized one day when I said, is it fair for her to sit in her shit and stink? And that's when I realized, Oh my gosh, this is the, this is a message for me. This was a message for me to clean up what I needed to clean up within myself. Exactly. So that was a huge, huge aha moment for me. Yeah. And there are lots of other wonderful lessons in the book too with animals because it's not now, yes, animals do come in our lives for a reason. So as many as we have or few we have, they are in our lives to help with different lessons. But animals cross our paths. It could be, you know, just something um, walking across the street or that you or, you know, <laughs> something on a billboard. And if it strikes you and you resonate with you, there was a lesson there. So um, you 
came across um, some animals in the road. Want to tell us about the snakes? Yes, absolutely. I came across a, um, it was right off the end of my driveway. This was in the summer of 2015, just as um, things were starting to get stirred up in my psyche. Um, I came across a dead mama snake and four of her babies. And two were right next to her and two were a few feet away. And I had a fear of snakes, though. I, I'm not going to say, you know, a real big fear of them, um, but it was, you know, sometimes hard for me to look at them. But there was something about this mama snake that just touched something in me that it just moved me to tears because it was so tragic. You know, perhaps it was because she was with the four babies and I just felt so sad. And then I was very concerned that did I run those snakes over? Did I kill them? And I couldn't even bear the thought that if that had been me. And I'd end up working again with my um, animal communicator that I work with often. And she's she's a good friend of mine. So I ended up sending her an email and just saying, I, I don't know what to think of this. I'm just beside myself. And did I run them over? And so she invited me to uh, what she calls Dance with the Wisdom of Snake. And, um, and we started, that's when we started to uncover, um, when I finally was ready to acknowledge that, um, childhood wound I carried with me all these years, um, because snake was inviting me, this snake is huge medicine. It's all about transformation and shedding the layers that you no longer lead need to become interesting. I said, lead to become to the lead to, to, <laughs> to come to be the leader that you're meant to be. Oh my gosh. I love those slips of the tongue. Yeah. Um, yeah, no accident there. So yeah, that snake and the babies were helping me to shed those layers and step into this, into my next becoming of, of who I am now. And healing. Yeah, it was so, yeah. Snakes are, are, are all about healing as well. Yes. And so let me ask you this, now that you worked on so much healing and you have healed some, some very deep parts within you, are you afraid of snakes anymore? I have such a deep respect and love for snakes. And, you know, this is something I've really come to realize. And I had actually set the intention back in 2013 that I, I set the intention. I wanted to open myself to more of the animals in the animal kingdom, what they had to teach me because I've learned so much from dogs, you know, little did I know what that was going to be. And I think so often we get caught up in thinking, oh, it's going to be the cute little dog or kitty, when in reality, that was such a potent lesson from that snake. And as I learned to respect and honor that snake, I respected and honored myself. And that's what I really believe that the animals so often are trying to help us on this planet with is to heal these parts within ourselves. And when we are particularly afraid of a certain type of animal, that's an invitation to look deeper into the lessons they carry. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind you couldn't convince me. You know, I might have thought I did think differently before this. And I, you know, I had no idea what this dance with the wisdom of an animal or a snake, whatever animal it is, was about. And you know, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to say it was an easy path. And it was definitely very trying and scary. And I wanted to run the other way at times. But the more I just took my time, you know, and processed each step of the way and integrated everything that I was learning and feeling, 
um, I just started to feel this new space within myself I had never felt before. I'm talking with Barbara Tackle about her new book, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am, Healing Emotional Pain Through the Wisdom of Animals and Oracles. So you know what? Speaking of the title, let's go back to Gidget. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about why it's called this, because I love it. Oh, I love, love, love the question, Charlie. Thank you for asking this. Oh, it's such an honor to share this. So when things were, when I was like in the middle of the muck and the depression and the anxiety, I reached out again to my animal communicator friend and had a reading done with Gidget. And the very first thing Gidget said was, I'm fine just the way I am. And in the moment, you know, we didn't really realize, you know, there was something here. And as Dawn continued with the reading and when we were done, she said, you know, maybe you're going to write a book about this experience someday. And just um, uh, it was probably about six weeks prior Um, I had had this thought run, you know, this blip across my mind that perhaps I would write another book, but I didn't know, you know, I had no idea what was going to unfold with all of this. And then all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went on and my, the animal communicator, my friend Don said, perhaps the title is going to be, I'm fine just the way I am. And my hands flew to my heart. And when that happens, I know, I know that that is it. That is meant to be. And she gave me that. Gidget gave me that title, and um, she walked that path with me. Um, how I just feel so honored and so so blessed to have had um, Gidget in my life. And something about Gidget telling you, "Mom, I'm fine just the way yes. I am." There are several ways in that. There's the physically. Um, hey, I came into this world knowing these would be my challenges and I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also how people perceive her. Mm -hmm. Oh, that poor little doggy doesn't have a good quality of life. No, I'm fine just the way I am. And I don't care what any of you think about me. Right. That you hit such key points there, Charlie. Um, And I, what, you know, what ends up happening and what I, I've learned, too, along the way is, and, and we don't consciously mean to do this. Um, a lot of times, again, we're just trying to heal our own um, aspects of our inner child. And, um, you know, we project. We project onto the animal when, in fact, and I know you had Tammy Billups on. Um, <laughs> her, And I do. I believe it. My my deep in my heart that we make these agreements and Gidget made this agreement before she came here. I made the agreement for what I needed to learn. And we both made this agreement to come together and help each other heal. And it is so powerful when you have that opportunity, if you can look past um, trying to project your own, you know, your own woundedness onto them. Again, I know we don't consciously do that, but um, you know, it definitely happens. Exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. You, okay. Going into my next, speaking of the subconscious and unconscious, you mentioned a significant and scary, terrifying dream in your book. And I actually have taught dream interpretation workshops and classes. And 
your own dream counselor may have already mentioned some of this to you, but you just did a quick synopsis of the dream and of the meanings in your book. So I kind of wanted to expound on the interpretation, if that's okay with you. Well, ask me some questions about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where okay. I or, um, or actually what, what I, as I was reading it, what came to me and you can take it or leave it for, for what it's worth, but sure. um, actually what, what I saw in it. Um, so briefly, well, I'll just describe the dream. The dream is that you and your friend Dawn, who is a wonderful animal psychic in your waking life, are led into a dark basement with narrow hallways and small doors where supposedly beauty and art reside. It gets darker and creepier with fresh and dried blood spots on the floor. Then you find yourself on a path outside with a dead dog. Finally, it's pitch black and you're afraid to go around the dog and you want to go back. But Dawn warns you that the man may not let you back out. So when I read it, I immediately thought about the deep subconscious and unconscious thoughts lurking in the dark, the hidden places in your mind, some of those thoughts kind of like feeling like a trap that you, you can't escape. And But you are determined to explore these thoughts to try to get to health and wholeness, beauty, art for yourself. Um, the man is your subconscious thought form. Your friend Dawn represents the conscious psychic, intuitive, supportive, animal-connected, connected, loving aspect of you that you use to try to go explore these thoughts. Because mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. In, in, in your dream is an aspe- aspect of you. So Dawn is that wonderful, supportive aspect of you, your intuition, going on this, this search. The blood spots represent your constant re-wounding of yourself by having those thoughts haunt you. And like some of them are constantly haunting you. So some of them are old and then some of them are fresh showing that how long this has been going on and that it takes some of your life force energy every time you are haunted by this thought. Then the dead dog in the road (laughs) represents a habitual pattern of thought that was obliterated. So this pattern of thought was very loyal, meaning that it stuck with you. Now, it doesn't mean this thought was was good for you, but it was loyal in the fact that, oh, yeah, it kept recurring. All right. This thought never left you, but, but it was a destructive way of thinking. You finally confronted it. You got rid of it. You took your power back. But then you were afraid to move forward into the unknown and kind of wanted to go back <laughs> to the old, uncomfortable comfort comfort zone, this old habitual way of thinking that was torturing you, but your intuitive side said, oh no, we're going, we are not going back or we may never get out. Time to move forward. Yeah, there, there is a lot, you know, and with dream interpretation too, um, with dreams, you know, they continue to, to expound, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be more pieces I pick up as I go along. Um, but yeah, definitely for me, the dog, I really resonated with the fact that the dog represented the loss of innocence that the inner child in me experienced that I had never acknowledged. Um, and then also the blood spots. That's very intriguing because initially I only remembered the dry blood spots. I didn't remember the wet blood spots. And the dream analyst had said to me that she you know, posed the, the option of Um, Because that represented a part of me that wasn't yet healed. So you kind of more or less said that too. But I mean, you have some added perspective there that is definitely worth 
pondering. And I think it's always important to, you know, when you hear different perspectives, you know, for me, that's what I've learned to do. Does that feel right in my body? Does that resonate? And exactly. it might not now, but it might in the future too. You just don't know. You know exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, with that blood, it's like it was still, um, you didn't even uh, know some of the, how long it's been nagging at you. And uh, the dried blood, it's been nagging at you forever or coming back and haunting you forever, but sucking some of your life force energy each time because it terrified yeah. you. Yeah, so I'm absolutely. You know, I'm and, talking, I would, oh. and I would realize too in the dream, which I would realize later on, um, there, there's a book there's a book um, in the back of a car when Don and I were trying to drive away and the man is chasing us and he wants to know the title of that book. He wants the book and we couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at the time. And then that all came together is because I realized it was the title of this book. And I was in essence throwing the book at this man who had hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. And fixing. Yeah. Fixing. Yeah, stepping into my power. Like you said, you know, healing. I'm fine just the way I am and I'm taking my life back. I'm taking my power back. We're down to the last few minutes. What is one last thing you'd like to impress upon everyone? Mm -hmm. Oh, is it a big question? Um, I, you know, I, I really came to understand that, you know, when we have these moments in life, and these situations in our life that feel really painful, if we can just turn that perspective and look at this as an opportunity, instead of getting caught up in the angst and the turmoil of it, what is it here to teach me? And, and looking at it, and it's on the back cover of my book, actually, where you know I learned that this experience was happening for me, not to me. And I really have come to a place in my life that I really believe this was the path I was meant to walk in order to get to this place to say that I am worthy. I always was worthy. So I don't look at that experience as a negative, but, and I know this is hard for a lot of people to understand this concept, but I look at it as a gift because in many ways it did help shape me um, into who I am. Most definitely. Yeah. And, unfortunately it's always a gift i only say unfortunately because <laughs> often we don't want to um tackle some of the challenges in front yeah. of us that you know it feels like it's going to be too painful but then you know it just keeps coming back and it comes back stronger and harder and stronger and harder until you finally deal with it and if we can just remember it's only temporary it's only temporary this too shall pass. Yes. <laughs> Barbara Teckel's new book, I'm Fine Just the Way I Am, Healing Emotional Pain Through the Wisdom of Animals and Oracles, is available everywhere books are sold, as well as at joyfulpaws.com. That's joyful, P-A-W-S, dot com. And you can find out more about Barbara Teckel and her animal oracle card readings right there. Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you, Charlie. I really appreciate this. Thanks so much. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. If you need some de-stressing and want to boost your immune system in the process, email me for some Zoom Reiki, distant healing, or Skype Reiki or phone Reiki for you or your animals anywhere in the world. 
go to charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. And you can find past shows on there as well as on my page at Empower Radio. And thanks to my sponsor, Purium, with their pure, premium, organic, plant-based superfoods that boost your immunity and pull glyphosate out of your system for you and your dogs. Go to ishopperium.com, put in my discount code, MindBodyPause, and you'll be helping the show survive. Thank you, Brent Carey, founder and CEO of Empower Radio, and Tony Ficini in the studio in Detroit. Take care and remember that no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it, and they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.